Hey, leaders. Welcome back to the Ray Johnson Leadership Podcast. I'm Brad Lominek, your host for this episode and many more before and probably after. Thanks for joining in. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being a part of this. Again, we want you to subscribe. We want you to tell your friends. We want you to be part of this ongoing journey. And uh, we want you to lead well and continue to get better. We want to bring you different kinds of conversations with different kinds of leaders. And I think you're going to enjoy this episode because my uh, my longtime friend, Propaganda, Jason Petty is, uh, is his name. He goes by Propaganda. And some of you have been made aware of his music, of his uh, spoken word, of his speaking, of his thoughts. Uh, Propaganda is a poet. He's a political activist. He's a husband, father, an academic, and an MC. And uh, just to give you a bit more background, with LA flowing through his veins and armed with the bold message, Propaganda has assembled a body of work that challenges and guides Propaganda's ideas stem from where he sits at the intersection. He sees how cultures cross and inspire one another and can see the oneness of us all. Propaganda will help you and cause you to nod your head, but more importantly, he will stretch your mind and stretch your heart. And I know this is true. Again, I've known Prop for many, many years. He's a good friend. He's done incredible work. He's been part of lots of different events and gatherings and speaking at conferences and creating music. His uh, his latest releases, latest work uh, are great. One of those being We Are The Culture, which I know he'll talk about in this conversation, among many other projects he's working on. And uh, obviously the last, the last several months, the last year, with uh, a lot of... Uh, a lot of tension in our culture and uh, racial conversations that were that were really needed. Uh, propaganda and was at the uh, at the forefront of, of many of those conversations and helping uh, helping many of us as leaders even understand what our role should be, how we what our posture should be to take the approach of listening. So I uh, just really respect him. He's uh, he's got a great family. His uh, his wife Alma is a uh, is a professor and. So you're going to love this conversation with uh, with poet, activist, singer, songwriter, musician, MC, spoken word artist, etc. Propaganda. Here we go. All right. Well, welcome to the Thrive webinar. I'm super, super excited. I was going to use the word stoked, but I don't know if that's the proper word, but I guess it is. We're going to get to uh, have a conversation with Jason and just kind of nav- walk through and navigate what he's been navigating. We all have been, but see how he has been navigating uh, the pandemic, how he's leading his family. Uh, some some interesting things to unpack about the church and what we're navigating. Uh, I'm also interested to unpack uh, his new song, We Are the Culture. So um, you may know him as Propaganda, but welcome, uh, Jason. What's up, y'all? What is up? Honored to be here. Well, here, but on that with y'all. Yeah. (laughs) No doubt, man. No doubt. As it goes. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Well, it's first time for me to to meet you. So I'm glad you're taking time out to hang out with us. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, man. I uh, love y'all, man. I love what you guys do up there. Well, I I hear that uh, you uh, and your family, well, you and your daughters were just eating chicken and mm-hmm. chicken salad is that what you said no my uh my youngest daughter is just i mean she loves chicken wings 
<laughs> so we have to get her her own box of like lemon pepper chicken wings. And uh, so since nobody else is allowed to touch them, I just made some tuna. So I had some tuna and tortilla <laughs> chips because she don't share her wings. And that little girl shine them. She will make you proud. As a father, my little six-year-old can shine a chicken wing. And I am so <laughs> proud of her. <laughs> hey, here's the thing, man. You're going to have to explain that because not everybody's going to know what shine a chicken wing. Okay. Yeah. They, I, sometimes you be forgetting, right? You be forgetting them cultural touch points. Yeah. Right, so, right. you know, when you get, when you get wings, if you get them bone in, there's like, it's, it's almost blasphemous to leave meat on the bones. Like that's like, this is anathema. You don't do it. Right. So when we say you shined it, it's almost like, You've taken so much meat off that bone that it's now shined and you can like see your reflection in the wing. And like, so I've never had to teach her that. She just okay. worked that bone. And so me and my wife look at each other like, go ahead, girl. Like, you know, we're just really proud of how that little girl can shine a bone. So yeah, that's what I mean by that. She eats all the meat off the chicken wing. Nothing left. Nothing, Nothing left. left. My mom had to teach me that. I didn't, I didn't come out knowing that. I had, I had to-, to get taught too, you know, cause I'm like, but that's, I'm like, there's four more. I don't have to like, just keep working this one. I could like, this would take too much work. I'll get the rest of one. She's like, boy, you better finish that bone. You better finish that wing. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Oh man! So now we all know what it means to shine a chicken wing. Yes. I told you uh, as we were ju- just jumping on here that I was going to ask you a selfish, personal Mark. question. Okay. So uh, I've been married for uh, coming up on twenty years. I've got two boys, wow. and obviously, leading and being a husband and leading the family and just helping the family navigate um, all that we have walked through with the pandemic has been something of a learning episode for me. So I was going to ask you, you know, what's the, what would you share about being a husband, father, leader, as you're leading your family through this? What's the one or two things that you're walking away with? Man, so many things. And it's like, yeah, it's so much, right? I think if I were to like pin down two things, one is I really had to rethink what I meant when I said leading. Mm. I think that like, that was, cause I'm, you know, I'm a, I, until this, until the plague, you know, I was a touring artist. Right. So I never spent a, my whole marriage, I've never spent a contiguous month at home. There's always been a, you know, two days, three days somewhere. So unbeknownst to me for the last, you know, 10 years of our marriage, my wife had been running the show. Like I knew she ran the show, but like, (laughs) no, she's been running the show, you know? And um, so I think it was more like a like, okay, so what does it mean? What do I mean when I say lead, you know? And I think it's been more of a like, as I've unpacked that, what I've learned is a lot of like, and I don't say this in a corny way, but like a lot of like real, real humility. Mm. You know what I'm saying? What's what the idea that the rulers do serve? Like, and this is the way of the kingdom. You know, you 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 lead by service. You know, and um, a lot of modeling, sort of like 
if I get to be one of the people that set the tone in our house, because I, you know, you've been married that long. So, you know, as your kids grow up, you know, is somebody, one child can just be so sour that the whole house mm. is just rancid. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, it's on all of our shoulders to create an environment that's like acceptable. So I realize I play more of a role in that than I thought I did, you know? So sometimes me just like biting my tongue and being like, well, I ain't gonna get into it because that's between y'all. Cause I'm a girl dad, it's only females in my house. So <laughs> most of the time, I don't even know what they talking about anyway. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I don't understand. I'm, my opinion don't matter right now. So I'm just gonna watch basketball, you know? Yeah. But like, but but they're picking up on it. You know what I'm saying? They're picking up on like this, this at, the attitude I have, which I thought was just staying out their way. But like, yeah, I think, you know, being purposeful in my own sort of like, self-care my own temperament my own like you know how come y'all ain't put away these dishes i'm trying to keep this house clean for you you know but being like nah you know i'm i mean look at this is me you know this is me showing you what it's like to like really we live in community we live among each other you know what i'm saying and it's like i want to lead as this you know picture of like the own the only representative for my gender you know for miles you know what I'm saying? To show like, hey, there's a way, you know, with all the like, with my, you know, daughter, with all the brawn and strength I have in relation to, you know, my wife and my and my other daughter, like, no, like I am just as gentle, you know what I'm saying? And I am just that's, as much of a, really good. a servant. And like, you know, I play a role in this house and the role is ain't no better or worse than yours, you know? So it's really like just, a, it's been like, I had to learn how to fix a, fix my posture. You know what I'm saying? And see that as like my role is leading. You know what I'm saying? That's really, I'm writing that down. Fix yeah. your posture. You, you said, you said that uh, real leading is humility. And I think all of us who have some type of leadership role this year forced us to, to either engage or re-engage that thought that we are serving the people who are with us and we're doing this together. And I think the greatest leaders do that. You also mentioned that you'd spent time away you're on the road yeah. so just unpack for us how did you really have to adapt your you know your career your artistry around around this i'm not going to say the word pivot because i'm tired of hearing that word <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i'm not i'm still rapping you know what i'm saying yeah, right. uh yeah no nah, that's that's good man uh i think for me it's been a matter of like not necessarily a pivot but being like just nimble and open i think for me it was like i'm the type of creative that like there's a bunch of like there's always a bunch of pots cooking on the stove like all the time you know and but one demands so much attention so what i noticed for me was like you know to keep the metaphor going that water in the on the back burner is never gonna boil because mm -hmm. I'm I'm not really giving it the attention it ever needs. So I feel like the um what what this shutdown and this pandemic not being able to tour made me go, okay, so you got all these like half-baked ideas, these like half-cooked things that you could do. Like now you have a chance that you said this might be dope if I had the time to work on it. You know, and now I'm like, well, let's see. Let's see if it is, you know. 
And um, so I kind of took it as like the creative challenge to figure out, you know, okay, well, you love coffee, you know what I'm saying? You, you like podcasts, you like all this stuff, like let's see if it could work, you know what I'm saying? And um, so that was, that was one of the things that I, I did. And then secondly, like I would say, I have been, you know, I spent so many years in like obscurity, if you will, as just like a hungry, independent artist before anybody actually paid me to perform. Mm. So when it was like that, I remember having that engine, like never being able to walk into a set situation, a fixed situation and being like, you have like the attitude of being like, I don't have any other option. I have to come home tonight with $200. Right. There's no other option. You know what I'm saying? So I came from that. I, you know, before any of this, that's where I came from, where it's like, I don't care if I'm cleaning the toilet. I don't care if I'm cleaning a garage. It don't matter. I need to walk into this house with $200. So it just, for me, it was like this pandemic brought a lot of that back up in me because I realized I hadn't had to do that for so long. But I'm like, but wait, I remember this. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I remember not being evicted, finding the money, you know what I'm saying? And it and was like, well, what was, what did you need? You just needed to not be so precious about yourself, not be so, you know what I'm saying? Not be above doing really hard work. I'll pull weeds, I don't care. Like yeah. it don't matter to me because work is work. So um, the pandemic kind of brought that, that kind of like fight, that competitive spirit I, that I had you know what I'm saying? When I was like, you know, younger and hungry and like, you was just tired of eating ramen, you know, you just, you just <laughs> get tired of it. And you like, I'm not, I refuse to eat ramen tonight. I'm going to go find the resources I need today. That yeah. is so good. You know, I want to just kind of just, just tweak that comp, that question a bit. Cause you yeah. said something that made me think there, there will be a lot of people, a lot of leaders who are watching this uh, or watch it at a later time who um, struggle with this comparison. So oh, like yeah. all of us as leaders, we, when we're doing something where we're in the beginning, whether it's our career, whether it is, uh, you know, starting something, whether it's you've been an artist, whether you're starting a business, starting a church, mm-hmm. planning something, when we're in that stage of getting started and grinding it out, you know, when you're saying, I need, I need to find $200 tonight, We have a tendency to look towards bigger or Mm -hmm. more seemingly more successful people and organizations and entertainers. And we, we want to go there. So we think it's not valuable where I'm at. I want to go there. What would you say to the leader who is struggling with comparison and they're looking at what, you know, their grind and they're yeah. wishing and hoping, well, one day I'm going to be like prop. One day I'm going to be like this business. One day yeah. I'll be, you know, one day I'll have yeah. stage. What would you say to, to those leaders? I would say I feel them and I struggle with it also. And I would say every person around you is struggling with it. Like, I don't know anyone that has defeated this, mm. that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and it's like, I think that's why I love the idea of like the way that, uh, you know, Paul talks about, you know, um, 
a way of being rather than like a destination, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, you know, okay, so you have a statement like be anxious for nothing, but in everything in prayer and supplications, you know, make all your petitions known. And it's like, word, be anxious for nothing. That's a command. Yeah, got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can, this is unobeyable. Like there's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, so, I could, I can't do it. You understand what I'm saying? So what, but what he does is like, well, he goes, well, no, this is a, this is a pathway of becoming. What do you do? Well, you meditate on whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is loving, whatsoever is, you know, trustworthy. And it's just like, no, what he's saying is like these, these things you put into practice. Mm -hmm. So for me, I would encourage them to say like, yo, I don't, maybe first of all, let's not think of it as like this sort of destination, but a way of carrying yourself. So that's why in the beginning, when you were like, what's some of the things you learned? I learned, like I said, that self-care of, of creating a way of being through the day, which is the practice of thinking about and meditating these things rather than being like, okay, here's my goal. I got to get to that type of, you know, sanctification. And it's like, I just, you ain't gonna make it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is just, this is just the way to be. So I would start with that, like on the higher end and then on like the more sort of ground level, just the reminder of like, somebody right now is comparing themselves to your career. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's like, I wish I could be where you are. And you looking around like, what? And there's, and the latter is infinite. Like I, I think about when, uh, I mean, this is a stupid analogy, but like, okay, so Taylor Swift, two albums ago, like broke all kinds of like records with like, I'm not putting my album on Spotify until two weeks later. I'm not doing all this stuff. And she also everybody, nine million the first week. Amazing, until Adele dropped her album. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who did 30, you feel me? And it's like, so you, so you have to imagine yourself, you have to imagine Taylor Swift frustrated about her nine million. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because she got 30 and it's like, we go, oh my, are you serious fool? That's ridiculous. Right. And I'm like, you're right. It is ridiculous. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. It's ridiculous. Right. So just, you know, run your lane. Them shoes don't fit you. Them clothes don't fit you. You would look weird in their clothes anyway. You know, you get you an outfit that looks good on you. You do, you run your lane and it's going to feel good. It's going to fit comfortable. You're going to enjoy every second. You feel me? And just like, and just trust, man. You know, it's not about it's not about what something look good on a mannequin. It's about if it look good on you. So when you think about that with your own career, it's hard. Trust me. That's why I was like, I feel you. But that's something that I have to remind myself where I'm like, there's plenty of artists that I wish like. I I had the looks they had. I had the things they have. But I'm like, man, but you know what, though? I wouldn't look good on me. I like I, I like I like what I'm wearing. <laughs> that's good. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. really good. It's really, and like you said, it's it's that process of walking through it. I wrote some stuff down where you were talking and like you, you really, what you're saying is who you are becoming is more important than where you're going. Absolutely. Who, who you're becoming. It's a big, big, big deal. Yeah. Uh, it's a way of being. I mean, yeah, it's like, that's the best way I can think about it. It's a way of being, you know? Mm. Yeah. And like, that's ultimately what I'm hoping about myself, that this is a way that I have a way of carrying myself. And if that's the case, then like, I'm not the, I'm not necessarily, like, I know I'm going somewhere, 
but that's just the first, that's not what's on my mind right now. What's on my mind right now is my form, is my stride, is who's coming with me. Are we enjoying ourselves? Is this, am I okay to be around? Do you like walking with me? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm trying to think about, you know? That's really good. Yeah. That's really, really good. Which which really leads me to uh, your song, We Are the Culture. If you, if you take a moment, I want to really ask two questions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the first one is like, what's the genesis of, I think we probably know the answer, but what's the genesis of the song? Like, what was the thing that kept you up at night or made you say, I've got to write this song? And yeah. unpack for us, um, you know, just kind of unpack for what you're speaking to in it. Yeah. Yeah. So we are the culture, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm not necessarily like the type of artist that drops a lot of singles. You know, I'm, you're usually like songs that are part of a bigger opus. Mm. And, uh, and this is, this is one of those things. The songs are part of a bigger opus. Okay. Uh, just the, 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 the bigger things I want to talk about, like imagining a, a, just a better world for all of us, you know what I'm saying? And all that it comes in with that. So one of the ways, uh, I'm thinking about that as just the idea of the way that we understand culture. Um, and I think the part that keeps me up at night is like, you know, when my parents, you know, my, when my parents started like becoming like church folk, it was during the time of like culture wars, mm. you know, um, we're at war with the, the culture is evil. They're trying to take, you know, prayer out of our schools. They're tearing down this, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the culture is our enemy and we are here to stand against that. And it's just, I mean, to be a lot of times to be realistic and as transparent as possible, oftentimes it, it seemed like the things that were the culture sounded a lot more just like people of color asking for rights. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, hey, you keep calling at the culture. I'm just saying, they just sound like equal rights to me, you know what I'm saying? So like, so the the beginning of it was like, I, who is this culture you speak of? Hmm. Like, where is it? Where does it exist? Is it living in the mountains? Do they? I mean, does it come down and rob our children? Like, who who are they? Right. What is it? You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so that was like the 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 thing I wanted to like really kind of hammer down. And then as you like get into like just the academia of it all, like what we mean when we say culture, I mean, culture is humans. Like yeah. it don't exist in nature. It's us, mm. you know, it's, it's two humans trying to survive, you know, our laws, our language, our customs, our music, our food, you know, our what we consider polite and not like we made it all up. It's, it's not, it's not something separate from us, you know? And so I wanted to like really kind of hammer that down, not so much in a like a um, indicting way, but more in a celebratory way. Like, no, this is beautiful. Like we get to make it up. We made this. And if there's something not healthy about it, then that's on us because we made it up. Well, and since we made it up, you know, we have the freedom now to critique and make it better, you know? So you it was like it. Yeah. So it was more the encouragement of like, yo, no, like, no, stop and celebrate. Like, don't, don't think it's something separate from us. You know what I'm saying? That like, that's being sort of somehow, somehow or another packaged and given back as a product or like a commodity. I'm like, no, it's, 
it's us. Like it's we right. we are it, you yeah. know. Um, and that's that's something that like I'm trying to start to unpack with that song. So it's it's supposed to be celebratory, but yeah. ultimately like, hey, let's oh, oh wait, it's it's us. That's really good. Yeah. I, in the song, you like you you start off some of the verses speaking to specific people. Mom, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pops. Uh, unpack that for me because I thought that was pretty. Yeah, because it's it's again, it's like a, a recognition of like, let me get, you know, get out the abstract, but say no, specifically, like, let's look around at things in our lives that they're not something else. They are just us. Like, for example, a stupid example is like Los Angeles or like, like I start off with like, what up? Because, you know, this is it's a shout out to like the Crip gang. But <laughs> what I'm trying to say here is like, some of you, if you happen to make it down to Long Beach and you would say things like, oh, I'm going to the LBC. And I'm like, well, you may not know that that doesn't stand for Long Beach City. <laughs> it stands for Long Beach Crips, you know? Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is like, these are things we have made up that right. I just want you to know, like, yo, you come up with this, the line with like, Later on, one of my favorite ones is like, yo, that's you. Like I live in a Latino neighborhood. So and I'm from one like that. That's you, Haina, with the winged eyeliner. You know what I'm saying? And like the fact that like, that's a thing. Like you see tutorials, like girls like putting wings on their eyeliner. I'm like, that's your, your tia. My aunt, your aunt does that. That's your grandma. Like that's how your grandma does her makeup. Right. Like they didn't think of that. You did. That's y'all. Like you invented that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, vinyl like vinyl stores i'm like no that's those are our parents our parents collected vinyl that's why we have it you know i have it because that's my i didn't get it from some blog right. my my aunt nini's house has a wall of records that's why i have them you know so just just remember like like take pride in that like this is yours you know what i'm saying you could take ownership you create beauty it comes from whether it's suffering or marginalization or whatever the case may be, there's beauty that comes out of where you are and like celebrate it, you know? That's really And it's good. all us, like it's us. They're not, that, that's us, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. so good. I, I, you know, I think it's so important. And, and I wanna ask you from, from really a standpoint of trying to continue this idea, you said, you said, this culture is us and we, you know, we made these things up. What parts of our culture are parts of us saying, this is what it's like to be me. Mm -hmm. I am. Yeah. <clears throat> and right now it, it's, we're in the middle. It seems like of every culture pitting themselves against each other. Yeah. And trying to navigate this tension, navigate yeah. this uh, beyond the pandemic. There was, you know, a work pandemic, a race pandemic. Yeah. Uh, you know, mental health pandemic, how, how, what would you say to us as leaders, how should we continue to have these con conversations around equality in a life-giving way uh, from every side? Yeah. Yeah. I think that the, yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with the starting point. Right. And um, which is why I, I'm glad you brought up this song because I'm saying like, uh, let's, okay, let's start here. That like, it's one planet. You know, last time I checked, when you looked at pictures from satellites or space, 
you know, the word California isn't written on California. It don't look like the maps. You know what I'm saying? There's not, doesn't say America across, you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't, it doesn't look like that. These borders are made up. Like they're political. They got there by wars. You know what I'm saying? That's, it all exists in our head, you know? So I feel like, so if we start there, that it's like, I mean, it's one earth, you know, the lines are imaginary. Right. You know what I'm saying? So how is this person across from me any different than me? So, you know, except for the way for which we treat each other. That's good. You feel me? And, and it's like, I'm not trying to ignore reality. Of course there's a reality. I'm, I mean, I'm, I've been crushed by that reality. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm not saying it's not there, but what I'm saying is it don't have to be there. It doesn't have to be this way, right. you know? So if I start saying, okay, I'm gonna listen to, um, you know, a person's like words, but try to hear, you know, what they're really saying to me, you know what I'm saying? and. Right. And oftentimes what I found, what uh, what we're saying to each other is, do I, do I matter? Right. Does, does the flourishing of my children mean anything to you? Am I allowed the same joys that you're allowed? Wow. Do you know what I'm saying? And I just... I don't want to be forgotten. So I feel like, and then you wrap around all sorts of like trauma and, and, and things around this core desire to matter. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, again, at, if that's my starting point, I know what you're asking of me. You're asking if I care that you're alive. That's good, man. And, and what I, what I hope, what I want to do is go, absolutely. Yes, yes. Of course I care you're, you're alive. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and far be it for me to let any of my actions, like I don't want to have such a like, a scarcity model when it comes to love and care where it's like loving for me means I'm taking away love from you. I just, it doesn't have to be that way. And it's not. I don't exist in some sort of scarcity. You know, right. being concerned about you doesn't take any any concern away from me or for them. So There's good. enough to go around, you know? So I feel like my 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 hope and my message is is let's get let's get that like I my heart's my heart's big enough, you know? And like you I I me fighting for my own dignity and rights isn't a slight on you. Right. And you fighting for yours isn't a slight on me. As a matter of fact, I want to see you flourish. That's good. I want to see your needs met. You know what I'm saying? And if they, and if and again, if there's anything that I'm doing that is stepping on your windpipe, I want to know that. I don't want to. I'm not trying to step. I don't want you to die, dog. Like I'm not trying to step away. I don't want you to step away from your. I'm not trying to step on your windpipe. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and so I think at the end of the day, man, you know, that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see, and I'd hope that like, that's the way that, the way that I carry myself in terms of sort of justice work and advocacy and, and like being a fierce defender of 
you know, the weak and the marginalized. It's not, it's because I need people to hear that I need people to hear that I hear them. You know what I'm saying? And that you, you do matter, you know? That's so good. What's, I mean, I feel like I'm gonna have to continue this conversation. I'm gonna have to hit you up after. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm running out of places to write and it's, it's not just inspiring. It's, it's the truth. And, but one of the things you said is so real. You said, do people hear me? And and you said, and do you, do I matter? Does the flourishing of my kids matter? Yeah. And I think, you know, what it feels like we're experiencing is it feels like we're trying to say, listen to me. Yeah. Rather than also hearing what other people are saying. And at the core, the basis of all of it, uh, I love the one planet idea. And none of those lines are there. And all the other lines, we have, we have made them up and created them and they don't exist in the heart of God. So yeah, man. man. So it's a, it's a beautiful way to explain it. So here's here's a question. Let's change lanes a little bit. What are you working on right now, or what? Ooh. You said you got you got pots all all on the stove. So you got I know you got <laughs> you got yeah. simmering and boiling. And what's the one thing that you're like? Oh, this is what I'm working on. I'm really excited about. All right. Well, that song is a part of that project. The project okay. is is called Terraform, mm. um, which is the idea of building a livable world. So Terraform is a book um, that's June 9th that that releases. And it's a book of poetry and short short form essays. And then in addition to that are four smaller EPs, uh, like musical EPs. And We Are The Culture was the first single off the first EP, right? Mm -hmm. Which, um, Which is on April 2nd, so that releases. So it's four of them. They're all entitled Terraform with the subtitle. So it's okay. the first one is called Terraform uh, the People. Okay. So that's where, where we're talking about specifically the idea of like the inception and the formation of culture in relation to how we treat each other. So it's, it's seven songs just around, hey, you know, maybe we could treat each other better. <laughs> you know? And then uh, there's another one called The Sky. And then there's one called The Soil, which has to do with, hey, this... It's the only earth we got, y'all. You found another one somewhere. Maybe we will find it at some point. At this point, this is the only one we got. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And we're running out of fresh water. So maybe we should like think a little bit better about how we treat these good gifts the Father gave us. You know? So yeah. So each EP is around that. And the last one's called the possibility. Oh, very cool. About that, like imagining what things could be. That's yeah. That's what I'm cooking. June 9th. June 9th, that's the book. Okay. I'm going to have to pick it up. I'm going to have to pick it up. So Watching us now and as this, as this content lives on, we'll have uh, African-American pastors. We'll have uh, Asian pastors, white, Latino, every race, every background, every social economic level, um, all different dom- denominations. What would you say to pastors and church leaders as they're leading through this this cultural climate, what's the one thing you would tell them? Man, um, humility is the, is the biggest thing. Mm. And uh, I would say that would be my biggest thing is like, yo, just, just bathe yourself in humility. You know what I'm saying? 
And then um, don't be afraid to pass the mic. You know, <laughs> like maybe you're not, maybe you're not the guy for the moment, you know, and just like, who's, who's around you, who could speak to stuff in a way that's like, rather than consult you consulting them, I'm like, yo, just hand, hand over the mic, you know, and, um, and uh, just have that space. You know what I'm saying? I think, uh, I think it's, it's, it'd be good to like, you know, for, for pastors all the place, man, just be kind to yourself. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And um, patient with yourself, you know, know that you have limitations and just like, hey, let's get rid of this like idea that like you're the one with the answers. You the pastor, so you you both have all the answers. Like you got it. And you know, like I know, you lie, you lying. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? You ain't got them. You we don't have them. Right. I'm like, let's just acknowledge what we already know, which is you don't have all the answers. And that's I mean, yeah, like. It's like, we all know it. We all know you don't, you know what I'm saying? So like, it's, we can acknowledge that. It's cool. It's, you know, it's cool. I got this sister right here. You know what I'm saying? They may know a little more than I do. So take it away, you know? <laughs> Thank you. Here's the thing. Yeah. Um, you, my mom used to say this. She's probably watching. My mom used to say certain people have a good spirit about them. I know you've heard that before. Uh, it just really, really means that um, you've got some joy. You've got uh, you're super optimistic, super obviously fun to be around. How have you, how through all of everything that we've navigated over this past year and a half, how, what do you do and how have you kept, uh, kept living in that optimism and in that joy? And what seems like to be a, a, a confident piece. Yeah, well, I'm performing right now. So this is <laughs> not just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it's, it's back to that thing before, just the honesty about my, with myself that some days I'm not right here. You know what I'm saying? And that's cool. Some days I'm like, we sleeping in till noon. Like, don't bother me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, past the, past, past the, Pass the cup around, you know what I'm saying? Let me, I need a little more communion today, you know, wink, wink, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I think that there's like some honesty about my emotions, about my feelings and making space for that. I think again, the soul care is a big thing where it's like, there are some days that I'm like, all right, we and my wife have it built in to where every Saturday and Sunday morning, you know, early morning, my wife goes off, she goes for a hike, you know, with her, with her homegirls and they do their, they do their soul care thing. She back about 11 and then we switch and I go out somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Just something that's going to like refuel me and kind of give me life, you know what I'm saying? And bring joy. Um, but I think it's like at the end of the day, it's Sabbath. It's right. exactly what, you know, Lord told us to do, just have Sabbath, you know? So I think that that's big for us in our house is like, you know, we, we kept the Sabbath holy. You know what I'm saying? And um, and make sure that like there are there's room and there's space, even for like in the middle of the week, if you like, yo, I need a moment, you know what I'm saying? And letting my children have that, like that was the hardest thing, especially with like my teenager, like her, because you know, I mean, you know how we raise our kids, where it's like, no, you talk to me. If I ask you a question, you answer me, you know what I'm saying? Um, but giving her the space to be like, Dad, I need a minute. Right. I'll get to these chores. 
I promise you I'm gonna get to these chores. You think I'm you think I'm gonna let this day go in front of you and not complete my chores? You tripping. I don't wanna hear your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like I, she don't say that to me, but I know that's what she's doing. You know what I'm saying? So like, but giving her the freedom to be like, can I get to it in a second? Right. Yeah. Well, you said the honesty with our emotions and uh, I think, I don't know if this is unique to me, but I've been saying recently, I think it's important for leaders to give people permission to be human. Absolutely. Because it's like, you know, some days we need space and margin and giving that permission, that's the beginning of, of having healthy conversations with yourself, to be yeah. able to be honest with yourself because yeah. we're, we're, we're frail humanity. And, and, and the unique thing to have yeah. is when we give ourselves permission to be human and we recognize our frailty, then that's when we give God the opportunity to strengthen us. Absolutely, man. All right. So leaders, All right. from, every, leaders from every different, you know, business leaders, church leaders, uh, you know, both of my sons, my boys, 18 and 26 will probably watch this. What would you, what's the, what's the one thing you would tell a person in a leadership role or one thing you would tell the person who is pursuing their dream what what's the give it to us yeah man um it's hard to hit one thing but i would say like yeah you know you do the best with what you got mm. you know what i'm saying what's available what's available to you you cook up the best thing you can cook up you don't worry about nobody else's thing you know uh if you got you know what I'm saying? You got a hundred dollar budget. You make the dopest thing you can on a hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? You got, you got you 20 hours a week. This will be the bombest, whatever you're building on 20 hours a week. Mm. You know, you got a hundred followers. Them hundred followers are a hundred percent engaged. You know, right. you got, you got a thousand followers. Them a thousand followers are a thousand percent engaged. You do the best with what you got. And you don't worry about the rest, you know what I'm saying? And then when, so then if you get into that practice, when the new things come in, you're going to do the best with what you got with that new thing. And the new things come and you do the best with what you got. And then sometimes you take an L and you lose all that, but you like, that's good. I've been on a hundred dollar budget before. Right. I'm all right. We've done this before. You know what I'm saying? And then you ready and then you could build right back up. That's good, man. Listen, like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to continue this conversation because uh, you 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 got a lot of wisdom, and you're fun to fun to hang around. Even though you're on Zoom, it's fun to be with you. <laughs> well, thanks again to Prop, and you can find him on the social media outlets uh, at Prop Hip Hop, Prop P R O P Hip Hop H I P H O P, and if I have to spell it for you, you uh, hooked on phonics. But Prop Hip Hop is uh, his Instagram handle. You can also find him at uh, his website, which is uh, prophiphop.com. Prophiphop.com. Find propaganda there. He's got a number of different outlets. Uh, he's uh, Hood Politics Podcast. He's also got the Red Couch Podcast. And uh, he calls himself the Anthony Bourdain of coffee. Now, that is true. Prop. Uh, he is a coffee connoisseur, and he takes his own coffee maker grinder wherever he goes on the road. So just to give you a, 
inside baseball on how serious Prop is about his coffee. So there you go. Thanks again to Propaganda. Uh, we, uh, we want you to share this episode, tell your friends about it, and we want you to keep leading well. And hopefully there was an inspiration here, a challenge for you, something you can, you can uh, put into practice, and even something you can talk about with your team, and with, uh, with your family, with your close friends. So let's do that. Let's keep getting better leaders. That's the goal. We want to lead well, and uh, we will continue to bring you episodes to help you do that. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you on the next episode of the Ray Johnston Leadership Podcast.